Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we find out if the Tennessee Titans are now actual Super Bowl contenders with DeAndre Hopkins and why Steph Curry is better at pretty much everything. It's going to be a good one. Let's get started. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Church League Podcast. This is Roman, joined by James and Corey, as always. How you guys doing? What's up, man? Tired. Sore. to be flat out honest. I got that camp voice again, because yeah. guess what? We're back at camp. Yeah. We're, we're in Virginia, though, at Camp Wild. Yes, and we're not in a canteen. We're in a very cozy log it, cabin. It's some more, say rustic. It's a more authentic camp experience. It has character. Yes, it does. That's what I've been told. It has character. Yes. We're also, it's not just three of us in this room right now. We got two dogs. Two two live dogs running around. Two live dogs. Two, two dogs in another room that are hopefully be quiet. Yes, and we have a nice, beautiful couple yes. sitting on the couch here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sydney and Connor. Yeah. Um, thank Sydney's you, guys. Our, Sydney's our nurse this week, and Connor is our spiritual life coordinator. Yes, he's We're Uncle We're calling Craig. him Uncle Craig. Uncle Craig. Craigular Joe. And it looks like he's like nine levels deep on Subway Surfer or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's getting it. He's, he's Clash it. Royale. <laughs> Clash Royale, if you want to sponsor the podcast, chime on in. Honestly, wait, hold on. Give us a comment. Tell us what your uh, favorite phone game is. I think that's a... I, hey, Corey, you're a big Clash I'm guy. a decade deep in Clash of Clans. I've never played Clash of Clans. I was a uh, Boom Beach guy. Yeah, so Clash... the same company, right? Clash of, Clash of Clans for me started because of a youth group, and that's we st- started a youth group win, and it crossed over into the youth group in Virginia, and then they all kind of left, and then I left and joined one with people from, like, Belgium. Yeah. So, I just want to keep my thing going, though, man. Is that how you solve international problems? Yes. Yeah. I'm um, a diplomat. All right. So, I guess we, we could probably talk about some sports. Um, I think the first thing we should talk about is uh, we got messy in the MLS now. Right. I, I think that – I mean, we talked about that when it first happened. We literally – I we – no, no, no. We uncovered live the live thing with the PGA. Yeah. But we talked about pretty much the day after it happened is messy – Going to uh, Miami. We're breaking news. We are breaking news yeah. on a regular basis. It's Typically three, I, three, three days leading, late, but we're leading with soccer. But I, I football. Think, excuse me. I mean, foot, nah, it's, it's called, called soccer. soccer. It is Get soccer. That right. Get that we're right. in America. All right. Um, I I think it's an interesting idea with Messi coming in. You guys think that the MLS becomes more legitimate with Messi as an actual like headlining front face guy. I think it helps the MLS just because it'll help their numbers. I mean, if nothing else, it's numbers. They'll bring in you know, the money, the jersey sales, the tour in general. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to help. It'll last a year or two. That's about it. I think David Beckham says it's going to. I mean, other sports like right. soccer experts are going to say, hey, it's going to be a big deal. It, it makes it I – think, I think the take I heard on it was, um, you know, certain sports coming in makes – that that city famous or certain players come in make it like LeBron coming to Miami made Miami a big deal for the U.S. Yeah. Messi coming into Miami makes Miami a big deal for the world. Right. Um, and the the caution was this isn't necessarily Miami. If you're wanting to catch a game, it's Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stay in Miami. Right. You're wasting your time. Right. I mean, like I'll be honest. As soon as I found out he went to Miami, I was looking for tickets. Yeah. Um, they're gonna be in Charlotte. I I bought two tickets. I'm going. That's cool. Um, Lauren, I, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, <laughs> I bought two tickets for us to go see Messi. Um, How much above uh, retail did you pay on that? I actually got in early before Ooh. they went above 200, but you can't find a ticket in Charlotte 
for less than four hundred twenty dollars right now. Jeez, that's crazy. And they play what Panther Stadium? I believe so. Yeah. It's so crazy. is is Taylor Swift doing the halftime show? Is that what's going on here? It kind of feels what like the it. Heck? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Actually, they they don't even. I guess they do do a halftime. But I don't it, know. It feels. I don't know. The, the run, by the way, can we talk about the running clock in soccer and how that's the most annoying thing of all time? That is so frustrating. Right. Just stop the clock. It's yeah. just so dumb. It's like, confu- oh, no, it's we got confusing. extra time. What is that? What it's is just, that? It's just at least a conspiracy theory. It is. It's What's exactly more annoying what for soccer, the running clock or flopping? I, oh, let me, as an American, well, th- they're hand in I hand. hate flopping so much. The clock is because of the flopping. It, it, it is. It's so, it, it is so dumb. The art of the flop is so frustrating. Dude looks like he's got a broken femur, then he gets up and runs seven more miles. Oh, I know. It's uh, I'm Speaking of running seven miles, by the way, I got in nine miles somehow on a blacktop court, and I think my whole body is falling today? apart today. You yeah. know, the only reason why we're here tonight is because um, James led us in stretches this morning with the kids. Yes, he did. It was incredible. Yes. And Still did, as sore as I could like possibly be. The wave. I felt like a new man for like 30 seconds. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was great. So... Um, speaking of, you know, kind of leading, you know, franchise head guys, we got Josh Jacobs and hey. like Saquon Barkley, no deals. Right. What's going on? I mean, like I, they are, these are, these are the best. These are the two best running backs in the league last year. My, sure. I don't know. Give or take Austin Eckler maybe, but how are we, how, how are they not signed? What's going on? Do we, it's, oh, is d- this just no longer running back? We don't care. Sure. So I think the the shelf life for running back is in question. Sure. That's the deal. Josh Jacobs ran over 300 touches last year. Right. So that's why he had 1600 yards plus and everything else. So um, he looked like the best running back in the, in the, in the league, and he was. But any running back who's had that much wear on in one year, they have a significant drop off the next year. Now he may buck that trend, right. but most likely he's not going to perform as he did. And after you get paid. Most most guys don't get paid. They don't play like they want to get paid. Well, who did Oakland get as their quarterback? Who what? They don't have Derek. Oakland didn't have Derek Carr now, right? Right. So who's the quarterback? I don't even remember. Um, they they draft somebody. They've like, got um, they've got a Derek Carr stand in. Derek Carr stand in. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. David? Oh, they got Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That could be an uptick in Josh Jacobs' touches. I mean, like new guy in the offense. That was a bottle getting crushed by yes, Corey, sir. by the way, right next to his microphone. Gotta hydrate. <laughs> it is what it is. That's my dog, like itching. Every- oh, we love dude, it. This is it's this, a, is, this it is, is camp, baby. It feels like a very live, unpolished episode. It does. Right now. We're gonna, we're having a good time with it. No, I think um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo provides about the same upside as Derek Carr, but without as many turnovers, maybe. Sure. So um, hopefully. Um, Devontae Adams is okay with that because yeah. he came for the Derek Carr experience and it didn't last long. Um, I think without Josh Jacobs, they're I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to pick up Pollard. They're going to pick up someone else. Most of these players are probably going to stay on their team. They're going to have to figure out the contracts. Right. And, and I hope the league supports these players because the running back puts in probably puts themselves at risk more than anybody else. Of course. And they're getting paid less based on the length of those contracts. Yeah. Than most other players. Well, I think with Barkley, uh, New York can hold out. What they, I mean, they're not on. Right. They're not on a winning train. They. I mean, no. they were last. They they made the playoffs last year. Well, it's the NFC East though. So I know, but for that team, they were excited. I mean, I, I've got right. a I've got a buddy in New York. Shout out to my buddy Dan Allen. 
and he's um, he's a through and through New York fan. I, in fact, one year I saw his um, his sister at the draft in the New York section, and I called him up. Oh, and I was wow. like, "Is that your sister on ESPN?" And he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, she's at the draft." And I was like, "This is nuts." She had face paint on. <laughs> she was she was pumped, but um, they saw a lot of hope in that, and I think they thought um, Danny Dimes was going to be their guy, um, and the Saquon Barkley experience was going to help. And yeah. I think Saquon's probably on. If we're doing fantasy draft. Yeah. Pollard, Saquon, or Jacobs, who you drafted? Saquon. Personally. Get out of town. You're not going to take Saquon. You also cut Saquon when we did All right, I'll do it again. I'm going Josh Jacobs. He was the best running back in the league second half of the season. Yep, Josh Jacobs, who was the best running back in the league last year. Of those three, I'm not sold on Pollard. I'm not sold on Pollard He's at all. He's coming off an injury. I mean, I I just don't know what Josh Jacobs is going to do with with Jimmy G. There's just a yeah. question mark. I I'm, I may, and I'm not going to talk too much about my, my fantasy draft. Oh, hello. Hey, Who let the dog yeah, out? Burke's talking about a fantasy draft. I may say I may not draft any any running back that's already got a contract. Right. So give me two or three guys who are not under, not under a serious contract yet that are hungry to play. Yeah. I think Josh Jacobs has that hunger because he once lived out of his car with his family. You know, Alabama gave him a shot, yeah. and he's been a hungry kind of guy. I think um, Derrick Henry's that guy who's beyond that first contract is just a beast, but not everybody's driven like that. That's fair. Um, what about DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, he's now in Tennessee. Speaking of Derrick Henry. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, like, does that dynamic duo make them a – I mean, I won't say playoff contender because I'm. I mean, they already kind of were. Well, I mean, does it make him a Super Bowl contender? The D's, yeah. The, the D's. Yeah, Derek Derek Henry D Hop. Yeah. Not if um, Tannehill's the only guy thrown in the ball. I'm still not sold on that. Derek Henry throws a few goal line things, and it's be no. But I think that definitely spreads the field, though. At least, right? I mean, you get a little bit more help, and I mean that that should open it up for both of them. Sure. I don't know. You need another receiver. The, who's the rookie? They they had a rookie that I think we we oh, picked up, yeah. dropped about three hundred times yeah, on our fantasy league, and and they didn't really have a go to guy. I think De- DeAndre Hopkins is he can catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, obviously he so is insane. Um, the Titans uh, it's kind of where receivers go to die at the end of their career. Um, right. I would so have he, liked, may, he might make Tannehill look good then if he can go out and have you seen that video attack that ball with D Hop? Um, and it was like training camp or something. They were playing another. Uh, they're playing on their team. It was maybe I think it may have been Washington, um, the, and him and the cornerback were kind of going back and forth, and he he literally broke that he broke the corner so hard he got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it. I mean like oh my goodness, man! Like I, I think he's been disrespected. Sure. And he's on a revenge tour. Sure, I think that's how he plays. Yeah, I so, agree. I, I mean, you, I, I I I pick him up if he can. Right. That offense, though, is not wide receiver based. No, of course it's not. And so, I mean, in, I mean, he'll have a good year. The Titans are a legit chance to, they're legit chance to win that division. It's them or the Jaguars. The Colts, I don't think, have a chance. And I'm a Colts homer, but I'm, they, they're going to need a couple of years. It's to also it out. never been able to be a wide receiver team. I mean, like who, who, who they had, they had AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown. I yeah. mean, like, don't get me wrong, AJ Brown's a good receiver. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but they could have kept him and figured out how to get DeAndre That'd Hopkins a couple years now, later. I mean, then I think that makes him a very real Super Bowl contender if that happens. I think, and you started out with it, I think it's Ryan Tannehill. I wish the Titans would have gone more for Lamar Jackson. I think that would have been sure. a great fit. 
Oh, that would have been nasty. I thought the Colts should have. I mean, that'd be I, phenomenal. But I think they haven't had a, a guy throw the ball since Steve McNair. Of course. Rest in peace. Dude, Steve McNair, man. I know. Aaron I forgot, McNair. I forgot he existed, dude. Well, well, he, does he did. Yeah, he does. That was good. That was a good football, though. Yeah, they, they were a great team, and they were a foot away from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, go Rams. That's what I'm talking about. I cried. <laughs> I did. I cried. I, I, I'm glad D Hop's picked up. I'm, I'm shocked that there's so many big names. Um, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's still. I mean, the r- yeah. running back is nuts right now. Now, I've always, I've always like understood sort of the Calvin, the, the Calvin, Calvin Duke, the Dalvin Cook. Because of the shoulder thing. Yeah. I mean, like, that is at any moment, like, he's never playing football ever again. Right. Uh, that is always uh, it's too scary, I think. And I think the Vikings are, I mean, you got Justin Jefferson. You have Kirk Cousins. No, you. Yeah. yeah. Kirk. You have Kirk. Yeah. Like, I, now that I'm a big Kirk Cousins, like, fan, he. He's Ryan off. Tannehill on a different, yeah, on a different dude, colored jersey. It, it, I don't know. I'd take Tannehill over Kirk Cousins. Really? Yeah, dude, he's a bust. I, mean, I, I, I had him in Washington forever, and he's yeah. he's, he's a bust. You like that? No, hey. like nobody that. liked that, Kirk. Hey. Nobody hey. liked it. Kirk Cousins. Did you have him in the fantasy your fantasy league for I a couple games? I don't know. Uh, something about that. Yeah, no, I, I, we traded. I traded you, James. And you got into the playoffs because he Dalvin was Cook hot. And, because I gave you Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, okay. For that, for yeah, that I remember that. And Dawson Knox got hot. And yeah. then you end up picking up Evan Ingram, I think. Yeah, you, it was something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I don't know. you got hot right at the right time. Yeah, you did. Still lost though. I would, I would rather not have either. Right. But if I had to be in a situation, I'd be in the situation with Justin Jefferson 100%. over DeAndre Hopkins. I, I would agree with that statement. I would one hundred percent agree with that statement. Um, I think Titans fans are delusional. I know a lot of them, and they're all like <laughs> Super Bowl. Here we go. I'm like, okay, you right. win, win me one first, and we'll talk about it later. Speaking of delusional, Cincinnati Red fans. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that. You guys are, I say you guys because you're in the room, Corey. I, I have, my Facebook feed has become ludicrous with these out of nowhere Cincinnati Red fans. Oh, we're the best team, we're the best team in baseball. We're the best team in baseball. Look at us. You guys aren't even in first place anymore. Hey, you want like, a hot take? On. You want a hot take? Sure. They are who we thought they are, they were. Whenever we went three games without scoring a run against the Brewers, right? And so, like, I knew I knew this All Star break was going to be big because yeah. we wanted to be hot because I wanted to keep players and I wanted to keep momentum. And we got to hang around because all that emotion is gone. Now, yeah. we the rain delay games we got hit with a lot of rain delay games. So right now, there's just a lot of disjointed situations. But um, we lost. Um, we lost a, a rain delay game yeah. this morning, and we're we're up as we're recording. We're up in the the second game, so we're still two games out. But the the offense has to be hot, and we're going to win. Right. The games have to be close, so we're not going to hey. just outscore or hold everybody um, scoreless. So the, it's a the Reds have a, a popular. The Reds are a popular team in that um, in that market. And there are a lot of Reds baseball fans. It's a team yeah. that's been around forever. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like it's like the Marlins and suddenly you're winning uh, World Series and you're like, oh, I've been a Marlins fan my whole life. Yeah, for yeah. like four years. That's great. Right. <laughs> um, but the Reds are the Reds. And so 
I, I was at Bush Gardens the other day. Anybody I saw with a Reds hat on, I'm like, go Reds. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, this is our year. Well, and everyone's delusional, and I'm here for it. This is exactly, the, you wear a Bush Gardens, you saw people with red hat, Reds hats on. I mean, like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, those people. <laughs> In Virginia. Had, there's dust off those things that they, yes. they've either had or they bought brand new ones because they were like, oh, wait, I'm from Indiana. Hey, you I'm wait. From Ohio, I mean. I'm going home and pulled, I got a Reds visor. I've got some stuff from like 1990. I'm going to be rocking it. Oh, you got that vintage. You know, hey, listen, I, Corey Peterson, if you listen to this, I want you to know that you busted out an old Iowa Hawkeyes jersey once. Oh, gosh. Um, I really appreciated it, but it was from, like, the 1990s, I think. That was incredible. Yeah. It was, like, good for you, man. Like, straight jersey? Like a basketball jersey? I believe so, yeah. No shirt on under it? No shirt on under it. The late 1900s. The late 1900s. (laughs) Yes. It's okay to be delusional. Yeah, it is. No, it is. I appreciate the fandom. I, I, I appreciate the fandom. You know, I it's the, you know, the hashtag bitter Hoosier. Like it's it's that kind of stuff that I get. I don't appreciate the hashtag bitter Hoosier. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I kind of snooze that that mess every once in a while. Sure. And I'll, I'll be honest with it. And I mean, it because it it take, it really was discouraging to the other good I was seeing in other sports. Right. Like I could cheer for Purdue. I'm not a hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can tolerate and and root for people who are Kentucky fans. But but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna want to see them win necessarily. Right. But I'm like I can enjoy their joy. I'm not gonna be that guy that just wants to see the world burn because my team's doing bad. Absolutely. I mean that would be a miserable existence for me for the last twenty years with most of my teams. No, I, I would agree with that statement. It it has been a as a Cardinals fan, it has been a weird year. Uh, very yeah. rarely do we have. I mean, our last losing season was like early two thousands. You think it'll be a losing season this year? Yeah, hundred percent. I I think that. I don't think we could figure it out. I, I, I would love to say we could. Our pitching is so horrendous. Um, our our bullpen specifically has just been off the rails, man. We it's one night it's we're we're striking everybody out in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and the next we've given up we've given up nine runs or six runs in the eighth inning. You're like, what, can we please just get some consistency? Yeah, I mean yeah. you're sitting ten and a half games back right now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not even close. We're tied for last place. Yeah, what the and we just is. now yeah. happen to get there. And you're you're forty two and fifty three. Getting to five hundred is going to be a it's gonna be rough. uphill battle. How yeah. about the Pirates rough. though? How about Pirates took a backslide? Dude, they were, Pirates were crushing the you, season, which is what they do. Well, every them in the Tampa year. Bay, and and we figured Tampa Bay was the same. The Pirates wouldn't, and here they are. Right. Yeah. You know, I, other sports are you delusional? Like beginning of the football season, college football, are you like Auburn's going to win it all every year? I. No, no, I'm not. But I, I, there are. I mean, there are a bunch of Auburn fans who are that way. Every Alabama fan is that way every year, and it is the most ludicrous. Can we laugh ever. about something? Um, sure. At least I'd like to laugh about it. They vacated two years worth of Tennessee wins. That's awesome. Um, because of all these violations. Yeah. And do you know how many wins they vacated? How many? Eleven. Two years. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's which for Indiana, that's a lot. We what does that do though when they vacate these wins? That doesn't change the the past. It like, penalizes does... players who didn't do anything wrong. Uh, it yeah, also, but, I, mean, I mean, coaches' records who could go down right. and, like Hall of Fame stuff or whatever record break, whatever. I mean, like um, that's it, to me, it's it's like a slap on the wrist. It's like, hey, we're gonna. Sure. Well, they did also take the lose like back. eight or nine million dollars. That yeah, I mean, they got hit financially. Well, yeah. the, well, that's a better yeah. Hit them with some money. Something um, that like truly matters. I would like to give a special shout out to uh, my dad who met Nick Saban this past week. Dude, mm-hmm. you showed me that picture. That was pretty legit. Um, huh? That picture made Nick Saban look like a wax figurine, by the way. did not look real. 
But I mean, I know. I mean, the, there was an. <laughs> Did you make sure he didn't go to like Joe Museum? Biden deep fake theory I, right now? Funny, no. But I, I <laughs> he's wearing a mask. They got like he got to go to you know the university and like tour the the um, the locker room and the grounds. He said the locker room was um, was ridiculous. Yeah. It's so incredible. Uh, Nick Saban was super super nice. They talked. He talked about the uh, NIL uh, and transfer portal and how he's not about any of that and. Uh, I think actually, I think Nick Saban kind of threw a little bit of shade at Deion Sanders um, during that interview process. Guaranteed, he did. Which I I agree with. I'm not a big fan of the way Deion Sanders handles the transfer portal. Yeah. I don't agree with. And there are a few other coaches that have said that he didn't like. They didn't like how Deion was like. You can go ahead and leave. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I, don't, I don't. I don't agree with that coaching style. I don't think that that is. I don't gracious. Not on the college level. Not at the college level. Yeah. It's not. There's. There's no reason for it to be like that. You're messing with level. educations at that point. It's not a salary in the NFL. Exactly. And you're you're yeah. going to Colorado. You need to chill out. Yeah. Like it. It's not a powerhouse. Well, yeah. I mean, pick it up. The Deion Sanders move is what exactly what it is, and Colorado knows what that is. Exactly. So like, I'm not surprised by it. Um, and he he's owning it. I mean, he's the first to really put his foot in the door in that. And yeah. Well, he's still got that chance. I'm sure. I mean, I. I I mean, it's not like he didn't do. Uh, where was he at? Jackson State. Is that where he was? Yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it went well there, but it was a. That's a big move to Colorado from Jackson State. Yeah. I. I it'll be interesting to see if like he kind of falls flat, and we, if he's a, if he's a real coach or if HBCUs aren't really the real deal. I don't know if real coaching matters anymore in college football or it's real recruiting and real coaching staff. So if he can get sure. coaches to pick it up and, you know, how much coaching is Saban doing at, like he used to do? Right. Or how, ma- how many how many great coaches have had issues that he's rehabbing? I mean, he's the king of the rehab. We're going to talk about all-time coaches. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to be in that conversation. I just want to hear it out of your mouth when uh, we have it. You better <laughs> that. Hey, listen, he could be last on the list. I'm not saying <laughs> You can leave it, and I'm not saying Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think delusional fan bases, I mean, even winning fan bases, yeah. Alabama fan bases are delusional because they think, they think they're going to win every game. Sure. And, you know, when I'm an Indiana fan, I'm pumped to be in a bowl. Right, right, right. It's so d- delusional to me. It, it's it's such a relative term for sure. But um, hey, um, we we kind of skipped over, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. But um, the women's World Cup starts. Oh yeah. Um, U.S. Are we gonna we're gonna win again? Probably. Hope I, so. I mean, so here's my dilemma, and as, this is as a as a Christ, as a Christian. Here's my dilemma. Um. It is Megan Rapino. Okay. Megan Rapino is my problem. This is her last World Cup. Yeah. And it is at times difficult to separate her views, the things that she fights for, and right. um, her stances on things because she's so strong-willed about some of it. And and there are also things that, as a Christian that don't like it's not like a christian standard or a a faith value that i hold but like you know this whole like the women's team should make as much money as the men's team and blah 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 like i don't that's ludicrous like bring in more money before you you ask for that stuff percentage wise but you know it is a that has been a polarizing subject with megan rapino specifically when it came to homosexuality yeah and 
I, man, it's it's tough. And maybe you guys, I don't, I'd be interested to hear. And maybe you guys don't want to talk about it again. It's kind of personal. Well, I think it's I think it's more personal because it's a national team thing. Sure. Like if she was just on a club team somewhere, uh, I'm like, have your views, do your thing. But when it represents an entirety of a country yeah. so strongly, then it is she has such a bigger voice. Uh, I think the Brittany Griner thing kind of bothered me too because it became such a global issue with her right. her detainment in Russia. And now it's such a celebrated thing because she's like this civil, um, you know, rights hero in some of this. Yeah. And in and, and the timing of all that. And, and like nationally, I don't know if I want that to represent us as a country, but I do want people who feel disenfranchised over the years for their choices to be represented. But yeah. Because, it, you know, the U.S. and our nation is not my religion. Sure. So... You know, are are the most popular people in sports are going to align with both my national leanings and my religion? No, but I don't want to have to hear about it so often. So when it's in the news so much, I won't watch much of the Women's World Cup because yeah. I don't like I won't I don't like watching a lot of soccer anyways, sure. men's or women's. It's right. a tough because of the flopping, because of the running clock stuff. It kind of infuriates me. Um, the competitiveness on the women's level. I don't know. There are times where I watch I watched uh, women's college basketball NCAA tournament, and there was some really good basketball being played. There were a lot of yeah. high quality screens and, and picks and and passes, and like yeah. the fundamentals was impressive. You know, football or or soccer, excuse me, um, <laughs> doesn't really. I'm not that invested in the craft of the game, so I need a lot of national push or excitement. And if I don't have that. And if it's just going to be political drama, I'm out. I don't want to hear it. Well, that's the kind of thing, though. They're, they are a national team, and they get that platform. So, Yeah, and if, it, us, if it, us as a nation are going to support it... Well, and that's where we that's, are as a nation. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's where so we are. So th- They can get that support. Is it going to last? I don't know. But I'm not that concerned with everything that happens nationally because this nation is only temporary for me. Yeah, and, sure. and I'm blessed that I'm in it. I'm not complaining. But, like, I don't know. I'm not that invested in politics... National sports stuff usually you get to the Olympics and typically, but when the Olympics get politicized, unless it's for a good cause, I mean there were there were times where like human rights stuff was going on and you know you had athletes raising the fists and doing the, those were the right things to do, right. and we had a culture that was ignorant of those things and struggled with it, and I think we're ignorant of some of the struggles of homosexuality and those type of things, I, even though I don't agree with it. I don't want people right. to be bigots. I don't want people to be racist. I don't want people to be um, discriminating against people's choices. I want people to love people, but I also don't want to be forced to have to do it in your time frame. Yeah. And I'm none of those things. I'm yeah. not a bigot or racist or someone who hates, but I also don't want to be forced to t- someone to force me and tell me what I have to agree with. I could love things that I don't agree with. I love people even though I don't agree with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree. I just. I look at it from a standpoint of kids who are watching that. And I'm not saying that you guys don't because you have kids. Um, I just happen to be a youth minister, and so, like, it, it comes to mind frequently, uh, especially when I have kids in youth groups that have struggled with, like, same-sex attraction. Sure. And to then, f- for then, for it to be so, like you said, I mean, I think the media drives more of it than they need to. And I think across the board in all sports – because teams are so close together that same-sex attraction, whether it's admitted or not, is a big issue. Absolutely. Even this Northwestern scandal. And it wasn't attraction, but there was a lot of 
hazing and bullying behavior that was same sex and yeah. sexually based. And I think just because it's such a, you're, there's such a, I don't know, it's it's such a scenario where they're around each other so much, and you're you're creating that team dynamic. And there's an underculture of a lot of that in women's sports and men's sports. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not reality. These athletes that spend the, the amount of time they do working out, training, and focusing solely on these things, it's not reality. And they live in an unreal world. And then when it gets uncovered that there are things in it that get out of, get out of whack, like with Northwestern, it's a shameful thing that happened. Yeah. But it's not surprising because I think people just don't realize they're in the real world anymore. I think athletes spend so much time training and practicing and participating and they're they're not even socializing they're not even socializing with the other populations of those universities that they don't even know what the real world is anymore yeah and we celebrate it because we throw a ton of money into it, especially basketball or football yeah that was sorry there was another uh interruption by the dog there um, no way I got picked up on the microphone. <laughs> I, I honestly, I blame Connor. Burke has a sonic bark. <laughs> yeah, so. Burke is crazy loud. Um, Possibly, I don't know, Cora in her old age could still be the best athlete in the room. Honestly, we were throwing the ball earlier today, and Cora is just as fast as Burke still. She can catch honestly, a frisbee better than I can, hands down. Pause down. Honestly, not only is she a, like just she's the same speed, she's got that veteran presence to like stop <laughs> and juke him. It's actually kind of impressive. I'm, I'm here for this transition. We got real hot and heavy on some really <laughs> yeah, deep political we did, things. We did. I mean, and I we're I, tired, and I, I do think at times though, like we <laughs> we I want to talk about those things. Yeah, I, I think that us. I mean, it's it is. It's nice to be able to say it's church league, and so church is first. Yeah, and and so it is not that not that that's going to become like, or not that we're going to hit some sort of heavy topic on a regular basis. But I do think when things like like we know that like there are going to be certain individuals that kind of push that narrative during the Women's World Cup. So it's nice to kind of be proactive rather than reactive into that kind of stuff. And so you know, not to say I told you so, or not to be you know like oh look at us or whatever, but to just say hey, this is going to be happening. Just be ready. I think in five or ten years we're going to be shocked of how tame the Mega Rapino stuff feels like compared to what's coming. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was, and I, we're not going to get on this. Now, I actually, you know, what, I'm not, I'm not going to mention it. We'll save it for another podcast uh, because I think that it's, it's just as important as the, the it's, it needs its own, it needs its own time. So I, I sure. won't talk about it. But there's more stuff that gets kind of just added on. But like we just said, though, they. They have their platform, and they can put their views out there. I mean, we have the right to do the same, and you know, sure talk, they t- do. Talk, talking church league, you know. I mean, and yeah. you want to talk church? I mean, there are a number of different views on how to do church too. Absolutely. I mean, even this last week in our own congregation, we're trying to be loving and open-minded, and also you know stay true to what we believe the Bible says. And there are a ton of different opinions on how to do that. So. Um, you know, it's it's a very interesting thing. And so when you say church or when you say sports or when you say politics, Republican or Democrat or life choices, it's it's a polarized world we live in. And it's a shame because I think we're a lot closer than yeah. than what people think. No, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, I. There's no more NBA free agency stuff that's been happening. Um, the women's uh, women's NBA all star game. 
Yeah, the only thing that mattered in the women's NBA All Star game—they had a four-point shot. Was uh, that on? What was that on dude, PBS or something? I don't know. I watched it. It was subject to blackout. I cannot stand the men's. I cannot stand the men's All Star game with no defense. Yes, and it was that with less um, more missed layups. More missed layups. Yes, but <laughs> less, less elevation. But the three-point <laughs> contest or the skill stuff—that's where it really captivates me. Even with the NFL, the Pro Bowl. Dude, Sabrina Inescu is a legend. She killed it. 25 of 27. That's a record on men's and women's, by the way. Yeah. Um, she's a real deal. I mean, she got the Kobe, she got the Kobe stamp of approval. Yeah. Rip. R.I.P. Kobe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, she, by the way, she has a signature shoe that's coming out, and I will buy it. Uh, do it do is, they come in men's or you, just, you buy in the women's? They have men's sizes. Oh, really? It, okay. Dude, it is so nice. It looks good. And there have been a few that have come out, but we're not going to necessarily talk about women's shoes for a while, but I do want to mention, like, Candace Barger has a shoe that is hideous. Don't let me see you show up at the gym with some uh, Bayou Barbies on. Hold on. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Hold on. I have a confession to make. What? Oh, gosh. We were in Williamsburg before the pre-camp week. We decided to um, to do a week of um, vacation. Yeah, yeah. And they got some outlets. Yeah. And um, we, were, we were in an outlet, and there was a, a woman's pair of shoes. They were... They were cool looking, and I tried them on. <laughs> no, well, hey. and, I, and I was gonna buy them because you would have appreciated. I would one hundred percent appreciate it. But they only had like a women's ten. I could not squeeze my sure, feet. Sure, no, I get it. Hey, I go to the, I go to, um, so they're like the the Dick Sporting Goods warehouse. Yeah, and they have like all. I mean, all they have like you know size fourteen in women's, and so like obviously they have. You know, I, I think I'm wearing like 12 in women's. Yeah. And so, dude. They were like tan, peach. They had Sick. like they, the color Sick. scheme on them. It's like, wear this. Even both of my boys were like, wow. And Laura Beth went and tried them on. It's like, please wear those. I would be so pumped. What's, yeah. What they is the difference, really? Is it like the width or like the cut of the shoe? Or is it just like yeah, colors? The, the girth of my foot didn't fit into the, slim, yeah, the yeah. slender. I, it's, yeah. I mean, there isn't a whole lot different. I, I think that uh, like uh, Deladon has a shoe that's not bad. Uh. But the like the INSQ. That are that are about to come out are dude they they look so good. Devin Booker, by the way, just has had just had a shoe drop and it is hideous. <laughs> it is so stinking terrible. That's crazy because he's been he's been playing at Kobe Fives for a long time. And so I thought, oh man. Is this his first signature this shoe? This is his first signature shoe. And I really thought that his was gonna come out and it was gonna be like a Kobe Five. And I'm like, oh shoot, those I loved balling in those. Those were so nice. And uh, no, he came out with this trash can looking clunky Air Force One joint, and it's awful. It's so bad. Well, the question is, are they coming out with the shoe to sell as like a lifestyle shoe, or is it truly to play basketball? Well, it is in? for basketball. It is designed for basketball, and it is sad. It is so sad. Hold because on. like D-Book is better than that. I'm trying uh, to pull this thing up right now. Yeah, no, you I, look I at cannot him. wait. Hey, the, the INSQ thing, I think she got... She got feedback right off the bat from Steph Curry. Oh, he went, He and, challenged. And yeah, so there's already a challenge. I can't um, wait. And, and I'm, I can't wait. And I don't want to not talk about that. But Steph Curry also is killing it on the golf course. Dude, this guy, hole-in-one. Hole-in-one, and he hole lost his mind. hole one celebration mind. first. That celebration, he yes. ran the entire par, four, par three. There were, there were people that were trying to keep up with him. They <laughs> he, could he not. He straight no. took off, too. <laughs> he is a runner. And this guy ran the whole thing, no sweat. Not even. Not he basically said he blacked out. I mean, he couldn't remember anything. Sure, I'm. Listen, okay. So I'm. Not, it's not the same whatsoever. But like, I aced in disc golf. Yeah. And it was my the only comparable thing that I have. It's it, it like I don't remember 
I don't remember like yeah. like the celebration. Apparently, I chest bump a dude. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. Shirts got, on or off? I got some smoke the other day <laughs> on uh, social media. But there were a few that were off. I said the words Frisbee golf. Yeah, and a 70-year-old man that I do not know commented on that post to say, it's called disc golf. And I was like... Oh, because you said Frisbee? Yes, because I said Frisbee golf. Because a friend of mine was at camp, Spring Mill, where we left. And I said, hey, he took a picture in the ball field. I'm like, hey, play a few rounds on the, on the Frisbee golf course while you're there. And someone that he was connected with was like, hey, it's called disc golf where I'm from. And I was yeah. like... I'm going to leave that alone because I don't know yeah. you, but I thought, wow. It, it's Our disc golf, is that a big deal? If, if you go to a, and say Frisbee golf, are people going to correct you? No, and if they do, they're jerks. So whoever, <laughs> whoever said that, like, figure yourself out. You are using a Frisbee. Like, it, it well. Uh, Ish, right? So, I mean, yes, technically. No, the reality is it's not that big a deal. Like, people are. Well, it's lo- not that big of a sport to start isolating people who mispronounce what it's about. So. No, but <laughs> it, it's, there is a professional disc golf association. Oh, I know. That's just crazy. Um, no, I, like, the reality is, is it, it's not, like. It, do you want to be technical with it and say, oh, should you probably call it disc golf? We sure. Sure. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. Definitely not enough to become a keyboard warrior. Chill out, my guy. <laughs> this is ludicrous. <laughs> well, I think um, I think Curry, what he does on the golf course, I think Tony Romo is probably a crossover yeah. athlete who's probably been a little better. For sure. Um, but Curry's definitely better at his main sport than Tony Romo was at football. Um, so yeah. is it impressive What's the most impressive combination of sports to be able to pull off? It's like golf and Bo, basketball. Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Football, baseball. Football, Football baseball, baseball at that yeah. level. At that level. I mean, Deion Sanders, that level. But not he didn't do it as good as Bo Jackson. For me, I played basketball, baseball growing up. It seems like the same sort of function of body, like hand-eye coordination. Yeah. And golf is so much more mental. Golf is nuts, man. Yeah, so, so like so for someone to be – physically um, a bruiser in football or fast in a certain sport, but then cross over into a golf right. is impressive to me hey, no, because it, it takes a different sort of mindset. Well, that's the physical and the mental there. Right. Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's, um, yeah, th- there is something like at times very delicate seemingly of golf. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you put me like 75 yards in, like forget about it. Like it's not <laughs> – I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I'm just praying that it goes well. Because I don't want to hear anybody say, yeah, they could be a NASCAR driver also, and that's impressive. Like, I drive a car all the time. I pretend I'm a NASCAR driver all day. Oh, yes. I'm not saying I'd be good at it, <laughs> but, like, it is a different sport Absolutely. to have to, like, hand, feet, eyes, mind, everything else. You know, the car's driving for you for the most part, and you're only turning one direction. What, uh, back to Steph, though. Did he When he hit that shot, you could see it in his eyes. He was watching that whole thing. Oh, yeah. what, it, it, like, one hopped in? Yes, oh, yeah. and I also think he loves being the highlight. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's he, he loves is. it. That's what he's about. And then uh, he ends up winning the tournament. Yeah, on, on a, an eagle putt. On an eagle putt, and which is not nuts. an easy putt. No, it was like 12 feet or something. It was yeah. legitimate. What was the name of the tournament again? I can't remember the uh, American, American Century. Century. Yeah. Lake you Tahoe. said 12 feet. Like, for me, 12 feet's the longest putt ever. Oh, no. Ever I, that, no I told, <laughs> that's ludicrous. That is a – for eagle to win 12 feet might as well be 100 feet. Yeah. I, it's so far. Yeah. I, I, Which there was a guy playoff um, hit hit like a hundred foot putt yeah um, and that was like insane like but for a non golf athlete and I'm, I'm obviously Steph's a golf athlete but not a professional um, that's that's insane so Steph Curry being Steph Curry he's in the he's in the prime of his life right now 
Yes. Not just career. Like, he can't do anything wrong. Right. You know, love it. You know what's unfortunate about him. that, though? is that They almost made a bigger deal about LeBron commenting on the shot than Steph actually making the shot. Dude, well, the LeBron com- could have made that Yo, shot. The comments, the comments <laughs> on the him making that eagle putt to win, Like the, I think the top comment was something like, um, LeBron would have made it with his eyes closed or something <laughs> like that. Like, MJ could never. Yeah, like, I, or, or it was like, LeBron could have never touched that. Or, or Michael Jordan would have made that, you know, left-handed. Like, it's so funny. that all, Like, these top comments are just haters. Well, you said it earlier. It's the keyboard warriors. Absolutely. Stinking Frisbee golf. Whatever, man. Like, are we going to dare do our top five? I'm here for it. I, I think that it's time... We're this gonna is going to be a hard one, dude. Best coaches of all time is is kind. I've had it. I've thought about it for a while, and it was one of those where I was like, I don't know if we're ready to have that discussion. And I thought, why not wait till we're dead tired in the middle of camp? Like, what what a time to be to alive. say something ridiculous. To though. say something absolutely outrageous. We are not going to do justice. No, of course to this we're not. At all. Of course we're not. But um, you know. Why not try? James, you have the number one overall pick. Um, I'm, this, is, this is a no-brainer for me. We're going with Coach K. Coach K. I mean, all-time winning coach. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just a legend. And what he's done on the college level as well as the, uh, like the USA team, yeah, getting all those uh, big heads together and uh, making that happen as well. I mean, he's, he's just a stand-up guy. I would agree with that statement. I I mean he he to be able to like also coach Team USA and be successful at that yeah. with that level of talent is impressive. Yeah. And you could like and cuz like you can watch like documentaries and you can see that they are like legitimately listening to him. Yeah. Have you and, seen that newest documentary they have about uh was it the Revenge Team or something oh, like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, that's real good. Coach K comes from a great coaching tree, though, so that, that oh, really helps. Oh, here it goes. Oh, here it is. That's not your pick yet. It's not your pick yet. Chill out. Um, this is not, you know, it's, it, we're going to move on. It's, I'm, I have the second pick. I'm going to say I'm going to say Greg Popovich. All right. And there, there are other coaches that have more wins. There are other coaches that are, you know, have more awards. But uh, to be able to watch – him coach for as long as he have as long as he has and to have been as successful and have players you know i mean like for the longest time i remember even growing up it was like ooh spurs basketball yeah like you you make a bunch of great passes and and the the ball movement is great you're like that's spurs basketball yeah that's cool to me man i mean i the greatest feeling on a basketball court for me is a good assist is a great assist like i love that more than scoring and like greg popovich seems to have perfected team chemistry. Yeah. And th- that is it's second to none in, in my opinion. But it was a team for uh basketball purists. Like uh, th- that you can sit there and watch that like fundamental basketball. It's not like 100%. fast breaks and dunks and 36 point three pointers. Say, yeah. For three guys who've never dunked a basketball, I'm assuming James. Yeah, dude, hey, I put one between the legs on 8-footer today. Uh, 8-footer, but on an actual goal. Right. That's that's something that you say. The, my favorite play is a good assist because <laughs> I've never dunked a basketball. Okay, yeah. whoa, time out. I dunked basketball in high school. I want that to be known. Really? Yeah. I, I could dunk in high school. Not like every time, but like there you go. it's happened. I think I got a tennis ball once. But I will say um, Greg Popovich was always like 
if it, it it was honestly it was either him or Shashevsky that was like man that's who like that's a that's a great coach so uh yeah Corey you get two man John Wooden John Wooden yep. I mean even it, I'm looking at the the pyramid of success and competitive greatness at the top there I mean this guy yeah. 10, 10, 10 championship runs, and the, the amount of players he, he coached that are just excellent, right. but the amount of men that he made excellent. Absolutely. I mean, he's of a, of a season of coaches or a time of coaches that's just it's, – it's not about the NIL. It's not about recruiting. It's about taking players and creating greatness. Yeah. And that's – and, and what, he, what he did not with basketball – but with society and with being a leader of men, changed lives. That's what makes a great coach to me. Yeah. And, and so coaching right now is so overrated because it's really about putting an administration together of yeah. coaches. It's not just one coach. Uh, John Wooden, I mean, he's, he's the greatest of all time, in my opinion, right. bas- college basketball coach or coach of all time. Sure. I mean, he's, he's got the wins to prove it. So Yeah, and I, and I used to – hate that a little bit because you know I, I wanted to I wanted Bob Knight to be the greatest of all time yeah but um you gotta you gotta have longevity at the same time but his rate of success was insane it was 10 in a row right but yes but the th- what he did for men and in, in that season too I mean you I watched the uh oh I watched the documentary the other day with um who's the big goofy guy it's a commentator that played for John Wynn the big go- uh oh bill walton yeah bill walton, walton sorry yeah. the de- um, deadhead yeah and and what he did with that team and managing bill walton yeah in a very politically charged time there was um drugs weren't a, weren't legal and it was a popular thing and there was just it was a mess to have to be a coach with that kind of team yeah and that kind of player who just didn't know how to shut his mouth and john wooden was able to manage that um and bill walton is He's annoying to me because it's like conference of champions and like calm down. Yeah. But he's he's a great one. He's a great college yeah. player, great NBA athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a great community person. I have a, a greater respect for him after watching a little bit of that documentary because he cared so much about community and stuff like that. Right. But he got that for John Wooden for sure. Absolutely. Um, so and then my number two, um, of course I'm going Bob Knight. Of course. Right. The chair. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the, without the chair. Um, eleven big, t- eleven Big Ten championships. Without the chair, he wouldn't um, be where he was today. Three national championships, and for me, and that's a that's a championship with a perfect team, right? Right. Um, that's a that's a, that's an impressive thing for me. Growing up, um, Bob Knight was was a cult figure in Indiana. Sure. Um, so he still kind of is, though. Right. He is. My parents have Bob Knight memorabilia above the TV. There's a there's <laughs> almost like a Bob Knight on the shelf. Yeah. It's like a four-inch little Bob Knight figurine that that watches down on you, and if you if you don't um, follow the rules, then he throws something at you. But um, that thirty-two and zero perfect season and seventy-five, seventy-six, and he did he did similarly what John Wooden was able to do. He was able to take players from his state or players from that region yeah. and make them great. And recruiting wasn't a nation- nationwide thing yet. And he made Mike Shashevsky who he is, man. I mean, did he though? He played uh, for him. He, he was an assistant for him. I don't know. I don't think they <laughs> talked after that. No, they they definitely have a frayed relationship. But um, yeah. but Bobby Knight for me, and yes, I don't agree with some of the things physically that sort of 
started to define his relationship with players toward the end of his career. Right. But um, it's when different worlds collided in our culture where you couldn't be the coach like he was. Yeah. And he was, he was probably a coach like that a little too long in a situation, but I think the university could have backed him better. But if I got done with Bob Knight on my top two of my top five, I'm doing good. So That's pretty solid. There you go. I'm going to – I'm going to do a Corey thing here and have a homer pick. Uh, I'm going to go Tony LaRusso. Dang it. I was going to take it. I was going to take it. I, I was going to take it, but they didn't have the information to talk about it, and I felt cheap. Uh, Tony LaRusso has uh, four World Series rings. I I mean, he was I mean, he was the coach of the Cardinals growing up. Uh, I, I, let me tell you, man. It was when... I think of attributes of a coach that I that I believe to be are incredibly important. Um, the ability to remain stoic is near the top of the list for me. Um, not a lot of not a lot of ups and a lot not a lot of downs. I think is a big deal for the the individuals that you coach, uh, so that they know that there's some sort of strong figure that they can lean on on any moment. And Tony Larusa was like, at least for me growing up, was the the pinnacle of that and you could sit you saw him sitting you know having like standing on that top step whether Albert Pujols just hit his third home run of the game or we were getting no hit in the eighth inning he had the <laughs> same he face he had the exact same face on you know he's clapping the exact same way spitting the same seeds the exact same spot I mean it was it was who he was and we won on a regular basis and same haircut for 55 years. It, with the, and I mean, he still has the same haircut, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, that, that guy is, I mean, he, I think that he would be a great coach, even of other sports, if, like, those are things yeah. that he would have played. But just because of that ability to remain constant. We knew we had you in a situation today where we really could have wrecked this podcast for you. Yeah. You're stuck in the middle of both of us. You went to bed early last night. We stayed up late, and I said, here's the deal. I need to take Tony LaRusso <laughs> in one of my first two picks and just really put you in a position where you have to take Nick Saban. And it didn't happen. I didn't have the guts. If, if it got to me on the next round, it was going to happen. Right. But I wouldn't even – I would have had to quickly Google search how many championships he had, and that's just – not fair. I'm not that guy. Right. I appreciate that. Thank you. There you go. Um, yeah. No. But uh, yeah, Tony Larusa will always be top near near the top of the list for me. So, I. You know what? I kind of get him confused with Tommy Lasorda sometimes. I get it. Not happens. because they look, but just the the names. I get it. No. No. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I have to really think. I have to like wreck my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's a different guy. All right, James. You get two of those. I'm surprised this guy's still out here. We're going with old big dog Phil. Phil Jackson. Yeah. Um. And I think we had this conversation last night as well. Was it uh, was it the coach or was it the uh, players he had between right. the Lakers and the Bulls? But I mean, he's got he, eleven titles. I mean, that's that's pretty legit. Yeah. When I see what a coach has to deal with with personalities, yeah, and still win championships, I have a lot of respect to put on that man. Did name. he create the triangle offense too? By the yes. way, yes, I think he did. Yeah. But then yeah. Dennis Rodman. I mean, he's credited for it, not credited for the high five. Oh, whoa, whoa. he might be on my list. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> but, um, but for real, um, dealing with Dennis Rodman, but the whole Shaq yeah. Kobe thing, I mean, he was able to manage. He was the Zen master, man. He was able to manage yeah. the relationship. That's, uh, it's a, let's go back. Hold on real quick. 11 titles in 20 years. That's impressive. That's, that's, that's just a lot good, of winning. Those are good that's numbers. Nuts, that's a lot of winning. 
Yeah. And I mean, he had the guys to do it, but that's he, that's he legit. did. Yeah. And then we're gonna go with uh, next pick is going with as they say the uh, the Godfather, Pat Riley. Pat Riley, that's a great pick. Good for you. I'm staying heavy uh, basketball here. Yeah. But uh, let's see what we got. He's won five NBA championships as a head coach. Four of them were with the Lakers. Um, I mean, whether it was coaching or running a front office, I mean, I think he's just he's just a stand up guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah. There's not. There's not a whole lot. Which the guy under him could also be on this list as well. So he might. I mean, like he honestly might be. Yeah. Um, My third pick, it was. It might be very interesting because of how much I rag on women's sports. Uh, But I'm gonna go Gino Oriema. Gino, huh? Did I mess up your list, Corey? No, he just fell asleep. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. This dude has seven national championships, thirteen Final Fours. He is a winner, and most importantly, he has one of the greatest quotes of all time. When he was asked who would win in a 1v1, or who would he, who he would put his money on in a 1v1 with Brittany Griner and DeMarcus Cousins, he said, I will go and get all my money out of my bank account. I will sell my house and put all of that money on DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> like... I, like anybody thought he was gonna, like somebody thought he was going to say something different because he he coached women's basketball yeah. at the collegiate level, but <laughs> it, when I think of women's college basketball coaches, the only one I think of ever is Gino Oriema. And I know that some people are going to say, "What about the other lady like, over what, there, Pat Summit?" Yeah, whatever, dude. Don't, Gino Oriema. Don't slander her name. I'm not. Yeah, she's she is second to only Dolly Parton. And the most famous women in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> Ooh, the volunteer state. Hold on, so you don't even give her number one in, te- in no, Tennessee? No, come on, no, Dolly's yeah, Dolly. So, no, no, no. I mean, it is, it's, for me, no, it is, no. it's, it's Gino Oriema. You could put Pat Summit somewhere in the middle, and then everybody else could might as well be dog water. Like, I, Gino Oriema is the, he, he is the pinnacle of women's basketball college coaches. It's got, he's got to be, right? I mean, I mean, are we going to spend two picks talking about it? I don't. We think should. So. <laughs> you, you, you also going to pick Pat Summit? I was going to pick Pat Summit just if if Do it. if we needed to just Do to it. have put some respect on the name. But <laughs> that's my third pick. So great, you get two. I'm wa- wonderful. <laughs> um, um, it's tough because I'm I'm not worried about necessarily getting my my picks taken. Um, uh, I'm going to go Nick Saban. I think he's. I think he's the, the greatest college football coach that's ever coached. Ugh. And I'm not a ever I'm not or a, in our lifetime. I mean, but I mean, I guess without like going to like red no. in my lifetime, obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I didn't do enough research to tell you if I, I think he's avoided scandals personally. I think he's managed changes in the the culture of football. So it will be interesting to see how NIL, how he manages that. But he's, he's changed his entire um, strategy from being a defensive-focused team and a running team to, a, to putting out more yeah. pro quarterbacks in the last five years than anybody else. I mean, you, you, you asked me 10 years ago if that's what Alabama's going to be about. I'm like, no. Right. And then here they are. And, and the, the, the litmus test is if it's a success for Alabama, it's a national championship. Yeah. Every year. Every year. So, like, he's done it more than anybody else. 
in college football is a huge deal. Right. That's there's so much money getting made off of college football. There wouldn't be money being thrown at it if it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And he's the best of all time. And I am a Alabama fan through marriage. And I'm telling you, yeah. I it's one of those scenarios where I wouldn't want to like fall into that narrative because everybody talks about it or everyone's delusional. He's also a builder of men and what he does with these broke down coaches that come his way after scandals and then his coaching tree is insane. Yeah. It really is. So and the coaching tree conversation, I joke about that Bobby Knight, Mike Shashevsky. Bob Knight, I don't know if did a lot for Mike Shashevsky. Mike Shashevsky is a great man himself, right? Yeah. There's some there's some credit there, I think, to be given. Sure. Whoa. I mean, Nick Saban is changing people's lives. Yeah. Lane Kiffin would be dead in the water without Nick Absolutely. Saban. Yeah. You got you got guys that have left the NFL or college and come to him, and it's just rehab, man. Yeah, it's all he is reinventing yeah. these dudes. It's incredible. And also by managing the greatest athletes in college football at the same time. And all that together, it's pretty incre- incredible. As an Auburn fan, it has been a struggle to say good things about the devil. I mean, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. I know. Honestly, though, he. I mean, I. I have to give credit where credit is due. You win games. You. You seemingly are a pretty good human being. Um, it With is, a I, lot of financial backing. It honestly is super difficult to just be nice about this guy. But like, he's he is a phenomenal coach. Deserves to be on the list. And it's that not just because you're an Auburn fan. It is hard to cheer for a team that wins all the time if you're tired of seeing that team win. Sure. Now, if you ex- if you're the, the fan of that team, I mean, nothing's worse too than being a fan of another team and watching just bandwagon fans jumping on. Right. And I'm not saying that's all of Alabama. It's a sickness yeah. in the state of Alabama. Football is. It is. I will say it is nice to be able to know that as an Auburn fan, we are the team that has beat Alabama the most in the past like ten years. Yeah. So like we have that. And that that, now that, that now that it's yeah. a lot. And the Iron Bowl means everything. It and the Iron Bowl, you know, you could throw every sort of you know, ranking or whatever out the window. It doesn't matter for the most part. But um, it uh, anyway, yeah, it's a uh, – Nick Saban deserve, deserves to be on the list, yeah. 100%. I mean, no thank you, from thank you for the acknowledging that he <laughs> – As an Auburn fan, I felt like it was list. necessary for me to say it out loud, even if it's it's more therapy for me than anything else. Glad you could work through that. It was tough. Corey, you get another, you get another pick, man. All right, I got another pick. Um, I'm going to go Rick Pitino. No oh, way. Rick, I was going to say Rick Pitino, and, and, and that sucks. I'm glad. Um, and I have a love-hate relationship with Rick Pitino. Right. Because when he came into Kentucky, I mean, he gave me John Calipari vibes for a while, and it was like he is he's a rule breaker. He is He's going to do all these things. He is a a an amazing coach, can take programs. I don't, I don't know if his national championship winning days are done. And he's he's old, right? But like Louisville, he brought that program back, and I know there's right. some scandal there. Kentucky did, um, you know, Providence he did. Uh, St. John's gonna be interesting, yeah. even at Iona. Um, he's a great coach, yeah. And he has somehow figured out how to get the transfer transfer portal to work for him, yeah. And he's created great players out of scenarios that maybe you wouldn't expect. So even the the right. for me the most impressive maybe I paid more attention to the Louisville days for him yeah yeah he was able to take teams and have a have some really good pieces and figure it out man yeah and his offense was scary 
you didn't know if Louisville was coming down and going to pass around and get a layup or they're just going to shoot a three. It was it's so reactionary. It's so feel-based. It, it, it was hard to prepare for. Yeah. Um, now, I've got a couple coaches on my list whose character is in judgment. So, um, and Rick Patino could be one of those, but I cheer for him. And it's weird because I wouldn't say that when he was a Kentucky coach, but because he left Kentucky, went to Louisville, man, it made it all that much better. Yeah. yeah. So Rick, Rick Patino, there we go. All right. Uh, my fourth pick, I'm going to go Tony Dungy. Oh, he was, yep. Let me you talk about coaches with questionable character. This is not one of those human beings. Tony, Dun- Tony Dungy is an incredible human being. Yes. If I would have taken Tony Dungy, would you have taken Rick Pitino? I would have. Man, so I, there's that. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, I mean, like one, he's written a few books that I've read that have been that have been phenomenal. And, yeah. and you you mentioned like John Wooden with him, you know, creating oh, yeah. men. Like Tony Dungy is like that's his life. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and 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 you. Not that I would ever take any of those things off the table, but even if you did, like he's a he's a good stinging coach. Can I give you his rules for players, please? Yeah. So he's got um, he's got five rules for players. Yeah. And you think about this in today's football. He says, "Don't be out past mid- midnight." Yeah. Um, don't drive 15 mile an hour over the speed limit. No drugs or guns. No alcohol. Women you know too well or you don't know well enough. So yeah. if you like um, rugs. Um, for yeah. the Raiders, right? Henry Ruggs. He broke all those in one night, basically. Yep. If if he's listening to Tony Dungy's rules, he's not in prison. Absolutely. And he's playing football. 100%. You've got so many guys who would just pay attention. I mean, it's, he simplifies it. And this, face some heartbreak, too. This is your pick, so I don't want to, but okay. I mean, losing his son, there's some just some things Absolutely. that have just been terrible for him to deal with, and he is a an incredible man. Right. Somebody incredible needs man. to send that list of uh, an NBA guy we know. We may need to just use this list for a camp theme. And honestly, not a bad idea. <laughs> it's a pretty aggressive list for um, camp. Theme. <laughs> women, you don't know. Have you seen well. <laughs> Hold on, timeout. I, I, I will say that, like he, I mean, he was the he was the first African American coach to win Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, and that's a who did he win that with? Was it? It, it was, was with the Colts. Colts. It was it was the Colts. Yeah, because it was the Colts. He, the year after he left uh, the Buccaneers. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Chucky won it. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I, it is a. I don't know. I I have always found him as 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 somebody who like, and I don't. This is probably a weird statement to make, but it was like if I had if I if I had a son and he was going to have a football coach, I hope the football coach is like Tony Dungy. Um, I don't I don't know. If that's a weird statement to make, but like. That's about as the highest praise as I can give somebody as a coach. So, yeah. Um, all right, James. These are your last two, I think. Last two. Let's see. Um, where was I at on this one? This one. Let's go. I'm gonna go with Joe Gibbs. Good old Joe Gibbs. And it's not all because of football, really. Um, yeah. He is a three-time Super Bowl champion as a uh, as a football coach. Yeah. But also a five-time NASCAR Cup Series champion is. as well. That's cool. Vroom, For him vroom, to be able baby. to cross that, I mean, to cross the line. And I mean, we were talking about crossover sports. Yeah. I um, mean, he didn't drive those cars, but to be able to, I mean, that's he's an ex- a successful Yeah, I mean, you, you still got to put people together and right. make things happen. I mean. I th- For sure. He's a good dude. And I was a Redskins fan for a long time anyway, so there's respect for him. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, good dude. And then I am going to go with, I'm going with old Joe Torrey. 
it's a great pick, actually. Joe Torrey. He's a phenomenal manager. Yeah. Um, let's see. As a manager, what, what do we got here? Four-time World Series champ. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, just uh, – I think, Corey, I think you said something about it earlier. Um, being able to manage uh, personalities. Yeah. In New yeah. York, I mean, that's pretty much the only thing you do. Between that and uh, staying clean-cut and clean-shaved, you know. I mean, he going back to uh, even the ball boys. Yeah, they can't have long hair. Yeah, yeah well, they should have that that guy. He looked like a mess anyway. <laughs> I mean, you had Derek Jeter, A Rod. I mean, the the list of players is right. You know, goes on for days. Well, it's new. Yeah, I think it's the New York media too. It's I mean, it's yeah. it's a pressure cooker. Yeah, and you, I mean, and then Steinbrenner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not getting a lot of help. It's like being the Cowboys coach right. and having. I mean. Having all that pressure too from like your ownership and everything. It's was it Steinberg or Larry David? I think, I think so. it was Larry David. Man. Was yeah. it? I think so. I don't remember. I got to be honest. I don't remember. Hmm. No, <laughs> off Seinfeld. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my last pick is going to be Herb Brooks. Who? Herb Brooks. Uh, um. Oh, HB. Let me tell you who Herb Brooks is. Yeah, I was trying to level up. You stink. I was trying to like even out the good cop, bad cop on my list, and Herb Brooks is the most feel good pick of the draft. Of and you picked that. Um, he's he's Golly. just the the greatest win in American winter sports history, and that's the Miracle, oh, he's the Miracle on, Ice. on Ice guy. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, if you haven't seen Miracle, go watch it right now. Whatever you're doing. You can stop this podcast. We're not talking about much more after this. Like, whatever. We're not talking about much right now. Like, if we're uh, really, but like, to take what these college kids and to, you know, make an actual winning team, he, he made, he, he created a new system for, for hockey, uh, for Olympic hockey for us anyway. I mean, it was a, it was a big deal. He also wasn't like a bad coach in the NHL either. Uh, first American-born coach for the Rangers to win more than 100 games. Uh, not a bad guy. So uh, it's cool to see success at a level on a national stage uh, from, I mean, from an American, especially when it, it was hockey in that time. Um, also, uh, you know, it's a it helps that it's a really awesome movie. So how did uh, I don't know if you know this deep, but how did he die? Because it looks like I was just looking at his page a second ago. He got a silver um, Olympic medal the year before he died in '02. Really? He died in '03. That I did not know. Yeah. Uh, and no, I, I mean, he was pretty. He, oh, he died oh, at '66. Car accident. Yeah, it was a car accident. Wow. In a single car accident um, on. Interstate Somewhere in Minnesota or something. Yeah. It's believed that he fell asleep behind the wheel. It was not drug or alcohol related. Yeah, that's good. Passed so that, the Tony Dungeon test. Yeah. So, anyway, Herb Brooks, Corey, last pick of the draft. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to. There's a name on this list that there's a football coach oh, that yeah. I refuse to talk about. I get it. So I'm not gonna I'm I not gonna it. go there. Start with a J. What? Does it start with a J, the first name? No. Or a B. Uh, it's it's Bill Belichick. I'm not I'm not going Bill there. Thank you so much. Because I think I refuse to I say think, it too. I, I was think never the conversation say it. is he's the best. I'm going to Vince Lombardi. Good call. Thank you. Uh, okay. Because I think what he did for 
for the NFL at a time where the NFL needed you know to be done. He brought he brought um, the first two Super Bowls for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the, the stinking trophies named after him. Yeah, yeah, right? it is. And yeah, Vince Lombardi coaching in today's NFL doesn't work. He's too hard. Of he's he's the iron fist sort of mentality. Um, but you got to. I mean, it was it was between him and Red Auerbach, honestly. Right. And um, so I, I wanted to, I wanted to put a top football coach in there. Yeah. And I, we Joe Gibbs, but not as like football necessarily, but sure. Um, I think if you're going to have a conversation about who's the greatest football coach of all time. You know, Chuck Noll, Bill Walsh, Don Shula. We got some guys in there. Bill Belichick's going to yeah. be in that conversation. Uh, you got to get past Lombardi first because he did it first. Absolutely. So, um, so that allows me to kind of stick it to the Belichick guys because I hate the Patriots. Right. Well, I personally <laughs> just don't like Bill Belichick. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, like to to be to have several different organizations, not like not like the like the front office or whatever, but like players. They're like, oh, no, we had to, like, take our playbooks with us if you played the Patriots because they paid hotel staff to take them out of your room. Right, and people, like, that's people talk about it like it's understated. Oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Those are all big deals, especially as the NFL parody and the competitiveness has gotten so intense. Absolutely. Those things matter so much. If you know the first scripted plays for a team, those are the hardest. Deal. That's that's the biggest yeah. deal. Teams are so much more successful in the beginning mm-hmm. of the first quarter and the second half because they've scripted it. And then honestly, they're better in a two two minute drill because they know they practice it. I don't know why teams don't do two minute drill all the time. I don't. I don't either. I don't get it. But if you've got a, a, a leg up because you're cheating in those scenarios, and there's so many cheating scenarios, I want to throw Tom Brady in that conversation. Absolutely. Um, and if I'm if I'm isolating the population because Brady listeners won't listen, then fine. Deshaun Vega, start your own podcast. Get over yourself. He literally destroyed his phone. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> um, hey, this is actually a pretty solid list. Please let us know what we missed. I'm sure. Hey, listen, we know that there are a bunch on there that we didn't talk about. Mostly let us, let us are know out, what matters. Mostly are out of our age range, for sure. You, know, for I, sure. you have to really research to do justice for Red Auerbach or do ju- do justice for Pat, um, for even Adolf Rudd, You know, I mean, yeah. Like, we well, could do a whole draft just on one sport by itself. Absolutely. So to try to touch to, on each one of them a little bit. And, and we know. have some homer picks, and it, they weren't all necessarily based off winning either. Like. I, I think that character for me meant a lot more than just like the, it's it's winning. Not on my list. Sure, <laughs> but, I mean, but had a couple of rough character scenarios, but John Wood makes it all better. Right, but it, it's also <laughs> what I, I don't know. It's also what I grew up watching. So yeah. Anyway, this is a lot of fun. Sorry that you know we're a little tired, um, but uh, thanks for joining us this week. Hopefully, you join us next week. Have a good one. Thank you.